0: This morning I've got I want to start I'm not putting the screen up there yet because it's going to give me the give you the title of my message and some of you might figure this out if I put that up there so I'm going to I'm going to ask you a question what does the number 505440 what does that number what is the significance of it in my life today your life today and every person on this earth that number has something to do with every single one of us. Can anyone figure out what that number means to each and every one of us today? Five hundred, five thousand, uh, four hundred and forty. No. That's a good que- that's a good answer though. That's a pretty good answer, but no. No, that's not it either. 505,440 is the number of minutes that every single person on this earth has left in 2018. Okay? Now that's starting at midnight tonight, all right? So you've got a few more minutes than I just said, but starting at midnight tonight, that's how many minutes... You have left in 2018. You know, I never thought about, uh, as I had prepared this message, I realized that our minutes or the hours that we have or the seconds that we have of each day are spent like currency. Do we realize that? They're spent like currency. We make a decision every day that I am going to spend this time on certain things in our life. And I want you to comprehend something that once you've spent that time, there's no getting it back. There's no refund. And we're going to be talking about that this morning on how we will be spending these 505,440 minutes of 2018. And we need to make a decision on how we're going to spend those minutes All of us are going to have the same amount of time. How many times have you heard someone, uh, you say something to them and they come back with this answer, well, I just don't have time. How many of us use that? I think probably all of us do, and I have tried my best to discipline myself not to say that because I have the exact amount of time that you have. I just choose to spend my time differently than you do. And what we have to do is we've got to determine what is the most important thing for us to do. Look with me in Romans chapter 13 and verse 11. Romans chapter 13, verse 11. We'll read down through verse number 14. Thank you for bringing your Bibles this morning. Romans chapter 13 and verse 11 says this. I want you to pay attention to the words time when we read this. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than we have believed. The night is far spent the day is at hand, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk. That word walk is talking about the way we live. You could say, let us live honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantness, not in strife and in envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus and make not provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. I want you to notice two, two parts. Looking back in verse number 11. And that knowing the time, I wonder, do we know the time? Now, We're most of us here tonight, this morning, are born-again believers. What is he referring to when he says, knowing the time? Now that we know the time, listen, we live in the last days. Jesus referred to the days after his resurrection as the last days. Paul referred to after Jesus' resurrection as the last days. Listen, it's been 2,000 years. We need to understand that our salvation is nearer than it's ever been before because we know the times. We know the times. Notice what it says in that next little statement. Knowing the time, and now it is high time. To awake out of our sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than we've ever believed. Than we've ever uh, believed. So this is this is what I want us to look at this morning. I want us to look at the importance of our time, how we spend our time. I think it would do us good if we looked at time as a currency, and if we are going to invest our money or our time in something. When we sit there and inventory what's taking place, uh, is that, was that a good investment of our time? I was telling our Sunday school class this morning, I've done exactly what I'm asking you to do. Take an inventory of this last week. Uh, you started off this last week, let's see how many, you had 168 hours. Every single person in this room had 168 hours. A little over 10,000 minutes is what is equivalent to so if you were to go back and you were to, just like money right now I spent this many hours doing this this many hours doing this this many hours doing this if you do that have you spent your time wisely this week and and I I tell you I told him this morning I hate it when God preaches to me I've got to get up here and say it but he's just ta- he's talking to me because when I done some inventory in this week on how often I sat in front of the TV I was convicted I, I've got. I, I've got to change. I've got to change the things I'm investing, and how I'm investing my time, because the time is the most important thing that you have in this earth. If a rich man, if a rich man had the ability to buy time from some of us, and if we could put it in a bottle and put it on a shelf, let me tell you, the rich people would own all the time because time is the most important thing anyone has on this earth. So. But everyone is given the same amount and we can't trade our time with one another. I can't, I can't say, well, I, I didn't have anything to do yesterday at 3 o'clock so I'm going to give Mark my time. No, you can't do that. Everyone's given that time and you have to spend your time the way you want to or the way you're expected to. Now, in Ecclesiastes, uh, most of the time this this scripture right here is only used at funerals. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Never have I preached on this subject before like this about time, but it tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 that there is a time for everything. This is a a very good set of scriptures right here. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 through 8, and it says this, To everything there is a season and a time to ever purpose under the sun. There's a time to be born and a time to die. You know, I got to thinking about that. Well, Scripture says right here, there's a time to be born and a time to die. Right now, everyone in this room is between those two times. If you're here today and you're living and you're breathing. You're between those two times. There was a day that you were born. Your day of death has not yet come. So you're between those two times. There's a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. How many of you bought your seed potatoes? Nobody's bought seed potatoes. How many of you got seed potatoes? I was going to say, I know, I talked to Brother Murdoch, he's got his ready, but he didn't have to buy them. Listen, you need to know, the time for planting is coming, February 14th, we're going to plant potatoes. I want you to know, I went yesterday out in my garden. The time to plant broccoli has already come and gone, but the time to to cut broccoli is here. I cut two heads of broccoli yesterday. My goodness, this scripture, this scripture is so plain here. A time to be born, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill. A time to heal. A time to break down. A time to build up. Drove through Livingston. There's a little building right there on, y'all probably knew which building it was. I didn't know, but they done knocked that thing down. They've been, What was it? A little grocery store. They done knocked it down, piling it in a, a dump truck and hauling it off and guess what they're fixing to do? They're fixing to build something back. Scripture right here says that. There's a time to build and a breakdown and then there's a time to build up. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend, a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. The Bible talks about time, and it talks about it a lot. I was sitting there, and I was looking uh, at the subject of time. Do you know time is mentioned in the Bible? Just the word time is mentioned over 600 times in the Bible because time is important. Time is important. Let me Let me do a little experiment here. If you've got your Bible here this morning, would you take it and raise it over your head right now? Man, that is great. Hold them up, hold them up. Let everybody everybody look around, see how many Bibles are here. All right, put your Bibles down. Now this is what I want you to do. Now don't dig it out, but if you've got any form of money on you, if you've got some coins in your pocket, if you've got some money in your billfold or in your purse and you've got it with you, would you raise your hand this morning? wow even more even more than that have bibles well let me ask you this anybody in here that's got a form to uh account for time if you've got a you got a cell phone if you've got a watch if you've got a clock raise your hand if you've got a way to keep time oh my goodness even more this time I, you know the most the most the, the people in here that have the the thing that matters to them the most, I would believe by looking at the count, would probably be your time. There was even more people in here that have something to account for their time than they do even their money. But then again, there were more people in here with money than they had Bibles. Hmm. I think somebody could preach on that. I won't take time to do that this morning, but, but it looks like, I'm telling you, what we invest on sometimes, we we realize what, what's more important to us is time. I remember uh, I've got an article in my, my office. Oh my goodness, our boys were six, seven years old. And uh, it was a Father's Day article and they interviewed me on a Father's Day uh, back when I was in the fire department and they put an article in there and and they were talking about Time And I was, I was telling them how I have figured out how important time is because once you invest your time, you can never get it back. Once you've invested it, you can't get it back. The article had a picture of my two boys, and, and I got in a lot of trouble for this. Uh, I worked at the fire department. I worked 24 hours on, 48 hours off. So I had a lot of time off. And on a pretty day, I'd go to school and I'd go knock on the door and I'd say, Tony, I'd say it out loud for all the other kids to see. That's why I said I wasn't very nice with this. But, but I'd knock on the door and I'd say, hey, Tony, let's go fishing. It's too pretty today to go to school. And I would just pull him out of class. And then the teacher would just blow their stack because I said that in front of all these other kids. But I just wanted my son to know that it was important for me to spend time with him I didn't do it all the time. i done it occasionally. And I would go up there. Because I'm telling you, you can either give your time and invest in your family or you can withhold your time. And, and you, you've heard this, the song, uh, Cats in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon, the Little Boy Blue and the Man in the Moon. Listen, this man grew up and he didn't invest and he didn't have time to spend with his son. But now when he's old, he's got plenty of time, but his son don't have any time for him anymore. When you withhold your time, you... There's no refunds on time. There's no refunds. I occasionally sit at home and and I think about my mom and dad. And I say, I need to go see my mom and dad. And then I don't. Then I say, I need, next week, I'll say, I need to go see my mom and dad. And I don't. It's not like they're 30,000 30, miles away or the not two or three hours away. They, they live about an hour down the road. And listen, the time that I do not spend, I cannot I cannot get it refunded. Once they're gone, I, I can't go back and say, Lord, give me one more hour. If you would just give me another hour, I will go and visit with them one more time. No, you don't get a refund on that time. So we need to understand the time that you spend, it's important what you do with it. How important is it? That's the question. Just like last week, everybody in here was given the same amount of time, 168 hours. Listen to this: if you sleep eight hours a night, you're going to spend about 56 hours sleeping. If you work a job or go to school, you're going to have another 40 hours that you're in school or at work. That's going to leave you with 72 hours. Wow, that's a lot of time. Think about it last week. What did you do with that 72 hours? How much time do you spend did you spend in front of the TV, in front of the computer, on the phone? looking at your cell phone, and that's the vices of today. How much time did you spend on entertainment, whether you went fishing or played games or whatever? How much time did you spend there? And then here, this boils down to the most important thing in the world is our relationship with God. How much time did we spend serving the Lord, reading His Word, in prayer, So you see, when you start doing that inventory, I was completely and totally ashamed of where I spent my time last week. To me. When I inventoried, I saw that there were some areas that I can improve on. So that's what this subject of time we're talking about this morning, of how we spent that time. Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12 says this. I I, I loved it when I found this scripture. It says sow to yourself in righteousness reap in mercy break up your fallow ground for it is time to seek the lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you everyone take this scripture to heart sow to yourselves in righteousness in other words live righteous lives and then it says reap in mercy If we live in righteousness, we're going to reap, we're going to produce mercy in our life. And then he says this, break up the fallow ground. Break up the fallow ground. Well, I didn't really know what fallow ground was. This is what fallow ground is. This is is land that a farmer has, and and sometimes last year he might have produced a, a bunker crop on these 10 acres But five acres, he keeps it tilled, he keeps it ploughed, he keeps it ready, but he didn't plant anything on it, because the fallow ground, if I'd have planted another five acres of corn, my goodness, I'd have had so much corn I wouldn't have had I'd have had to just throw it in the ditch I had so much. So he didn't plant the fallow ground. The fallow ground is ground that is usable, but it's not presently being used. This is what he tells us. Hosea tells us, he says, listen break up that fallow ground. That idle time that we have, that time that we waste, he says, listen, break it up and start investing it. Seek after the Lord with that fallow ground. The time that we are not investing in things that are of, of importance. Take that that time that we say, well, I ain't got nothing else to do. I'll just sit in front of the computer or I'll just sit in front of the TV, or whatever it is. The fallow ground is what God is wanting us to redeem. Take time, build to your family. Listen, I'm telling you, it's important that men, that we have a relationship with our sons. That's one of the big downfalls in America today is that we have young men that are not being raised by their fathers, and that's a thing that we must do. We need to stress that importance. We need moms that spend time with their family. It's important. He tells us that. So redeem or till up that fallow ground and spend it where it comes back and it's, it's of great importance. These are some of the subjects that as I was looking through the scriptures, these 600 mentions of times in the Bible, it, it mentions this. Uh, there is a process of time. There is a... Set time. There's a set time when Jesus is coming back. There was harvest time. There was an appointed time. Uh, the Bible tells us it is appointed unto man once to die, and then the judgment. There is an appointed time. There is time past. There it says from that time. what is If you use that that phrase, from that time forward, that, in, that signifies a starting point. It signifies a starting point. I, I remember last week I, I preached a message, let's start over. Let's start over. And I, I appreciate Jackie. Jackie Boyette came to me uh, during the week and he called me and he says, Brother Wayne, he says, I rededicated my life and I want to come before the church and I want to let them know I've started over. I've started over. He, Jackie can say from that time From that time in January of 2018, I changed my life. I started over. I rededicated my life. That's what, that's a form of that time word right there. From that time on. Another one was, for such a time as this. For such a time as this. Another time that, uh, we can mention. Another one said, out of time. Have you ever run out of time? When we we look in the world today, everything is judged on time. Watched a ball game the other day, a basketball game. And the boy had the ball. They were down by one point, and he jumped, and he shot the ball. The ball is in the air, and the buzzer rings, and they won because the other team didn't have any more time to shoot the ball. Running out of time, it was determined by the time on the clock. We buy, we buy minutes on our cell phones. You, you pay by how much time you use. They sell commercials on TV based on time. I love to hear every year when the Super Bowl comes how much money it is per second. Hundreds of thousands of dollars to advertise during the Super Bowl because they charge it by the second, not even by the minute. Uh, we get paid based on our time. How many hours you spend at work, they pay you by your time. Listen, time is of great importance. Time is of great importance. A couple other scriptures that I had that references time. I mentioned this earlier, where in Hebrews chapter 9 it says, And it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. Did you notice that it said it is appointed? Does God know when every single person in this room is going to be called home through death? Sure he does. It's an appointed time. Let me ask you this. Can you die before your time? Huh, that's an interesting question. This is what it says in Ecclesiastes chapter seven and verse seventeen. Be not overmuch wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why shouldest thou die before thy time? Why shouldest thou die before thy time? You think it's God's will that anybody commits suicide? Not at all. Did they die before their time? Sure they did. I mean, there's a lot of things that take place. We make foolish decisions, and we cut our time short on this earth because of wicked and foolish decisions that we make. And God warned us, listen, don't make those wicked and foolish decisions. Why cut your time short? But it is appointed unto man once to die. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2, it says, For he says, In the time of my favor I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. As we're going to be getting close to the end of the sermon, uh, one of the things that I want us to make sure that we understand is, no one in this room is promised tomorrow if you say well you know what i'm planning on getting saved and you've not made that decision the bible says today is the day that you're supposed to get saved you're not supposed to put it off we don't know what's going to what tomorrow holds we don't I, i'm telling you today is the day of salvation i found this very interesting as i was i was reading referring to time many of us you remember reading through the Gospels and to Jesus in several different situations he said it's not yet my time if you, do you remember that? <laughs> in uh, in John chapter 7 and verse 6 this is when uh, it says then Jesus said to them my time has not yet come but your time is always ready he was talking about the disciples and they were at the temple and some of the Pharisees they got mad at Jesus and they were going to come and take him well I want you to know Jesus just kind of backed out through the crowd, and he says, it's not yet my time. He said, they're, they're not going to be able to take me because it's not my time. In John chapter 2 and verse 4, Jesus said unto her, talking to his mother, said, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. They were at a wedding feast, and Mary came to Jesus and said, look, they're out of wine. And he says, you, then he told the servants, you do what my son, Jesus, you do what he tells you to do. He said, huh? woman, it's not yet my time. In other words, he was saying, listen, I am not, it's not yet time for me to expose myself to the world that I am the Son of God. He says, it's not yet my time. John chapter 7 and verse 30, it says, then they sought to take him, but no man laid hands on him because his hour had not yet come. Again, he tells them, it's not yet my time. In John chapter 8 and verse 20, These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple. And no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. You know, I always, I never found a solution to him saying all of these things until this week as I began to read. And in Matthew chapter 26, verse 18, and Jesus said go into the city to, his, to such a man and say to him the master saith my time is at hand Matthew chapter 26 this is what Jesus said we've read four or five scriptures up here where Jesus says it's not yet my time it's not yet my time it's not yet my time and then he looks at his disciples and he says y'all go find a place for us to celebrate the Passover because it's my time it's my time This is the purpose that I came to this earth right here is to give my life for all of mankind. It's my time. My time has come. And after he said that, they had the Lord's Supper as we observed this last Sunday night. And then Jesus went to the garden and he prayed. They came and arrested him that night. And before the day was over, they crucified Jesus and laid him in a tomb because his time had come. So, what time is it? That's the question this morning. What time is it? Well, we can look at our watch and we can look at that time. But that's not the time Jesus is asking about this morning. How have we been investing our time? We are investing our time in ourselves. We do our inventory. How much time have we, we invested this last week to please ourselves? And how much time... Have we invested on the King of kings and Lord of lords, the one that gave his life for us? How much time have we spent in the word of God? How much time have we spent praying for those, my goodness, just the ones on our prayer list, for the lost, for the ones that we know that are in need? How much time have we spent on that? Everyone in this room has the same amount of time. 10,080 minutes a week. That's That's how many minutes we've got. How are you going to spend those minutes? Let me read that one verse again that comes from 2 Corinthians. This is what you are to do today. For he says, in the time of my favor, in other words, in the grace and the mercy that I I, am showing you, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Over the weeks the last couple of weeks I've my messages have been focused on recommitment, rededicating our lives, being saved. Would you consider that today? Will you consider that today? Will you make the this day the day that you said uh, it starts here? It starts here. You can look back and say, you know, I remember when the time started in January 2018, I gave my life to Christ. I was saved in January 2018. Maybe you can look back as a Christian. You've been a Christian for many, many years. And you can look back and say, it started here. 2018, I recommitted my life. And I done it so that I might be stronger in my walk It's closer to God than it's ever been. Today's the day. It's time. It's time. Let's inventory our lives. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Fathers, we come to this time this morning. It's this invitation time. Uh, This is a time when we preach the Word of God. We read what your Word tells us. How it challenges our heart. And this time right now, this invitation time, is inviting us to respond to what you've spoken to our hearts about. Everyone in this room this morning will make a decision. They will make a decision whether to make an action or not to make an action. Some might come and make a decision to make it public. Some might make that decision privately right there in their own pews. But God, I'm praying this morning, as the decisions are made this morning, they will be decisions that are pleasing to you. I know that many, many people in this room, you have spoken to their hearts to make decisions, and they've been given another opportunity today. Help them make that decision that pleases you. Thank you so much for your mercy and your kindness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.